Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted. Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Knightsky. Well, if you looked at the title and saw Step by Step and thought this was going to be about the new kids on the block, wrong. It's actually about a different group of four guys, but it's more about time and how to take each day step by step instead of trying to rush through our lives. Have you ever found yourself in a bind for time? I, I do all the time. Some people also find themselves in a bind for the emotional energy to address the time they have in front of them. In addition to time as a seemingly ever-present constraint, how do we prepare ourselves for the stressors of a daily life as leaders? What actions are you taking to ensure you're prepared and how do you get through it all? One of the clearest signs of this time of the year is the stress level of everyone while we are supposedly entering a season of joy. Well, whenever there is a problem, what do we need? We need a process. But we also need to reflect, to think about what is going on in our lives and make certain that we can clearly see what is ahead instead of making assumptions leading to anxiety. Anxiety that then leads to a struggle to get through the moments that we face because we are too busy worrying about what might happen later and we fail to divide our time into compartments so that we can truly be in the present and serve wherever our feet are. I often hear people say, I just... I just don't know how I'm going to get through this. Well, this week, the answer is simple. Step by step, moment by moment, leading to day by day and week to week. The part I don't always get is how quickly people can be to procrastinate on the journey of life and then seeing them compound all of their stress on top of another person and worse, blame others for the choices that they have made to wait. So I have a tool for you that I'll put in the TH3 this week. However, before I explain the tool, as always, I have a story. This weekend, a docuseries was launched about the greatest rock band of the 20th century, the Beatles. My daughter and I have been waiting for this with great anticipation for almost a year, and we were both taken aback when we learned how long it is. There are multiple episodes, and they are each well over two hours. Heck, they're closer to three hours. It is incredibly interesting to watch if you're a Beatles fan to see how the Beatles build their songs and their processes. How they build their songs and their process? Well, that is what really struck me. And it got me thinking about how the Beatles are way too much like any other team. The greatness of this band is undisputed, but their process, well, it's all too familiar. There was one 15-minute stretch of the film in the first series as they were putting together a song that really struck me. Now, the premise of the film is that the Beatles were given a time constraint to write, record, and perform an entirely new album. It was less than three weeks from start to finish. Now, basically, the four Beatles, by this point in time in the late 60s, were not spending a lot of time together, and they showed up and had a million decisions to make collectively, as well as go through the creative process to create new material that they would want to publish, that they liked. Now, the powerful part of this film is how you see four regular people go through and create. But what is extraordinary is this one scene where Paul McCartney realizes that they're running out of time and they can't make any decisions. Now, there's tension between Paul and George. Ringo is totally chill and John's like, here we go again. 
You can clearly see how each member of the team has their own idea of getting it done and what they want to do. You can also see how oddly ordinary their problems are. Odd because you think of these guys as geniuses, and yet they don't have a plan. At one point, I told my daughter Grace, watching this feels like exactly what life is like. It's like a department meeting or a grade level meeting when I was a principal or a teacher. Each member with their own identity in the meeting. They have anxieties, they have lives and ideas, but they have no process. And a lot of time was being spent trying to figure out what needs to be done, who's in charge, and why can't we seem to agree on anything. Then, when the day is over, they leave, but then they come back. And they seem to repeat the exact same frustrating process. And when someone else holds us accountable, well, that person's a jerk for not being more understanding to what that person on the other end of it has going on in their lives. Watching this, it was really weird. And it was a weird moment for me when I thought, man, if I was there with the Beatles, I'd be like, hey, you guys, you need a process because we're running out of time and we should have had a process from the start. At one point, John Lennon says to Paul, You know, Paul, I do my best work when my back is up against the wall. And Paul looks at him lovingly like, Yeah, but I don't. As the film goes on, you see how this tension clearly is leading to the end of the Beatles as we knew them. Each member is becoming more independent and less likely to compromise on their vision. And it is very evident that the Beatles have made their final run. But it is also evident that they individually were not managing their days and the strong narratives in their heads about the other members and that none of them have ever been through team training of any nature and that they needed a process. Now, I'm pretty certain that each of us has been in one of these positions, struggling to find out how to get through the day when we have so many competing factors for that time. Each of us struggles with managing the time we have in the day. Some of us are very structured, others of us go with the flow, and more of us Well, more of us just respond to whatever's going on. The four types of the Beatles? Well, there's Ringo, chill and a team player. Paul, frustrated and with a strong desire for results. John, best when there is no time left. And George, just struggling to be heard. And now that sounds like every team I've ever been on. Just none of those teams that I've ever been on have created something that is eternal and prints cash forever like, I don't know, the Sgt. Pepper album? Well, what is it that we need to do? Unlike the Beatles, we need a process to help us reflect and prepare for what is ahead. And so many of us are struggling to figure out what we should be doing or if we can even get through what is going on to happen. That maybe, just maybe, we need to reflect each morning before we get moving. I put together a simple exercise so that I can truly prepare and foreshadow my week. Step by step is the process. And here's how it works. Wherever you start your day, I want you to insert a new habit. Put down your phone for 15 minutes at the beginning of your day and use the seven-day step-by-step reflection tool. Here's what it looks like. It has all seven days of the week starting with Monday and works its way all the way to the next Sunday. And each of the days are divided into three different boxes. So there are seven columns, three boxes, a morning box, an afternoon box, and an evening box for each of your days. Now here is the reflective part. In each box, you identify what your objectives are for your morning and your afternoon and your evening. It's a simple task list. Attend meetings, prepare reports, teach, serve, be wherever, drop off kids, prepare whatever the stem is that you need to put there. But a simple sentence that describes what it is that lies ahead of you, basically objectives and obligations. 
I'm sure some of you are listening to this like, yeah, Ted, I have something like this. It's called a calendar. It's on my phone and my computer. It's everywhere I am. I also have a paper to-do list on my desk. Why in the world would I want to go backwards in life and write down my weekly calendar? Well, my friend, you need a system of negotiation. And this gives it to you. Now, I find, as do many others, that when you put things into a calendar on a computer, it doesn't really allow you to look at it in a way that you can negotiate. So you want to put yourself in a position to be able to ask and answer a lot of different questions, like why does Friday come up so fast some weeks and really slow other times? Well, it has to do with your capacity, your mindset, and how much you're putting into each of those days. This process gets all of your stuff in one place and then allows you to negotiate instead of procrastinate. The Beatles, they just showed up and started working without a clear objective and or understanding of what the others were dealing with. Classic team storming move. But they'd been together for nearly half of their lives and they still couldn't function with an element of empathy for each other. Now, once you have completed your week in your boxes, you have a clear visual indicator of what needs you'll have for each day. And that is where the second step comes into play. At the bottom of each day, there are prompts, and that is what you reflect upon each morning as you look to charge into the day ahead of you. Now, you don't do all of the reflecting for all seven days in a row. Instead, on Monday morning, you get up and you do these prompts. And then on Tuesday, you do the prompts. And then you look at the day and you look at your energy and you look at your mindset and you negotiate. Huh, I can't do this today. I'll move this to this day. This doesn't even need to be done. I can delegate this. I can ask someone else for help. Now, once you notice your step-by-step -step is filled out for the week, you put it where you start your day, and each morning you complete the prompts at the bottom of that day, just like I said. You see, Sunday afternoon is a great time to lay out your week. It allows you to set yourself up for negotiation, a negotiation of your capacity. On days when you have too much to do, you move the objectives or obligations so that you have balance and capacity. Otherwise, you sit there developing a mindset that will create a not-so-fun person to be around who's always speaking to the fact that they have no time. No time? Pfft. That's a choice to have no time. To overextend, to misunderstand, to reap the rewards of procrastination. Those are choices. And yes, that was said with a tinge of irony. Now, once you have your step-by-step -step filled out for the week, you put it where you start your day, and each morning you complete the prompts at the bottom for that day. For instance, in the morning, what is my needed mindset, energy? How many collaborators do I need? What resources do I need? In the afternoon, you ask yourself the same question. What is my mindset needed? What is my energy needed? Who are my collaborators? What resources? And then in the evening, the same thing. And mindset, you put things like, I need to be optimistic, diligent, tolerant. I need to be an advocate. I need to be brave. My energy levels that are needed, medium, low, or high. Yeah, I put them in that order because I think we're all running at medium. Collaborators, identify who else around you you'll be around, how you will need to prepare to be around those people, what they'll need from you, and what you need for them. And then resources, what will I need in front of me in order to be successful? Each morning, if you start out your day that way and you think through it, and then you begin your day with your exercise or your breakfast or whatever your habits are, it will frame your day. It will allow you to negotiate. It will get you to recognize, to compartmentalize your day. As we keep hearing people say that they don't know if they can do it for much longer, we need to look at the it. 
We need to lay it all out there and see what it is and what's out of balance and then negotiate and seek support where there is too much. And finally, we need to have the courage to do two things, reflect in advance and think through so that we are mentally prepared for what is coming. And then we can be set in our ways for the moments that are ahead of us. Too many of us sit through parts of our days like zombies, worrying about the next thing that is coming up, instead of being present, being where our feet are, and forgetting that we need to be there for those around us. If we can't be present because of too much energy or too much time needed in the afternoon or that evening, then we need to negotiate each week at the beginning of the week and prepare for what lies ahead. Seek the balance that we desire and work to be our best. Our best only comes from process. And while the one I outlined here for you on this episode may not work for you, well, what will? But will it work for others? Now imagine if as kids you were taught to foreshadow your day and your week. Imagine if you stopped thinking about what kind of attitude you needed for the whole day and instead broke it down and realized that I need to be empathetic in the morning, tolerant in the afternoon, and courageous in the evening. Not too many of us do that. We stick to one part of our day. And we take one mindset with us all day long. And as a result, sometimes we're a buffalo in a china shop. As we continue to try to navigate uncertainty, it is critical that we lead for others from the best place within us as possible. And that place only comes if we recognize that we are always leading and that we lead through our attitude and our mindset. So let's do some smart thinking. List your process for reflecting on what you need in the moments of each of your days. Describe how you can proactively negotiate your obligations and objectives in advance. And list the mindsets you need just for today, morning, afternoon, and evening. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening, and please make sure to share this episode with others and rate it on your platform. I ordered and received my Well Pennies holiday albums, and they came, and they're pretty good. So if you can, get them on the Well Pennies website or download them on your music platform. I ordered them, and I got them just in a couple of days. Finally, as I was watching the Beatles docuseries with my daughter, I was thinking a lot about my friends and people I work with that are struggling with getting through difficult times. I laid out my advice in this episode and want you to truly reflect upon how you can support yourself and others by breaking down all you are thinking about, all that you are responsible for, and all that you need to get done in a step-by-step process. There are three sayings that I often hear myself saying to others. First, fix what's bothering you. Second, don't put emotional energy into things that you can't control. And finally, lead where your feet are. Can you do that? I try every day. And that is why I had to start starting out my day thinking about being present in the different parts of my day. Because I used to start out a lot of my days by saying, I cannot wait till this day is over. Now, I can't wait until I get to. Here is a harsh reality. While you may believe that everyone is worrying about you, they are first worried about themselves. And you or I showing up scattered and upset that no one understands how hard we're working only leads us to resent them. The reality is that everyone is on a journey and we're guests in each other's stories. As a guest, we need to be guests in those moments for those others. No one likes a story where the guests make it harder for us. 
So take time to reflect upon how to take it step by step and move forward like the buffalo and charge into the storms that we are each facing. But now we will be prepared to take them on because we've reflected and we can be ready for whatever size that storm may be. <laughs> this might just lead a few of us to be able to produce something, maybe something as great as things like the Beatles did. Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember I'll always be true And then while I'm away I'll write home every day And I'll send all my loving to you I'll pretend that I'm kissing Oh, my love.